1: Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities.
2: Predacons, terrorize! Transformers, defenders of truth. Robots who fight in Hello, welcome to TFYLP. Uh, we are doing a pre-record tonight, which will go up here in the next uh, couple weeks. Uh, I'm going to be taking a little bit of vacation here, so uh, trying to get some content out to the fans uh, on our normal weekly schedule. Um, so I am Lucas, and I am joined tonight by Christian. What up? From the back.
0: What's down town?
2: There, there you go. So tonight we are we are talking about um, just the the mid two thousands periods of Transformers, and that was kind of one of the I don't know quote unquote golden ages I would say of Transformers fandom. Like we just had a lot of interest in the brand and a lot of different um, you know things going on with the toy lines with. Uh, the various movies and you know animation and all that type of thing Uh, so I figured uh, we would talk about it and I know that uh, certain someone on the cast kind of that shaped a lot of his fandom Uh, so I figured Christian that you could uh, could drive the discussion here since I
1: love driving discussions
0: well you got the keys
1: yes all right let's do it
0: turn on the car
1: so, yeah, the mid-2000s was cool. I was a kid, which was nice. I liked being a kid. Not
0: really. Sometimes.
1: Anyway. It was the 20th anniversary-ish of Transformers, and we had a whole bunch of cool toy lines and media and comics and scandals and a movie. It was a busy time for us. But if what we're was sticking to... Oh, uh, Dreamwave was a scandal.
2: Oh, was it? See, it I...
1: was. You you were busy I, trying yeah, to learn how to be an adult at the time. And all
2: that, so
1: yeah. I was I was a kid hanging out at the comic book shop fully aware of what was happening at the time. It was cool.
2: So what what happened with DreamWave? What was the Okay, so yeah.
1: DreamWave originally got the license to make Transformers Comics, and it was the first time Transformers Comics had been made in a mass scale since Marvel had stopped publishing them in G2. Which was great. We had G1 Comics again. They did stuff for Armada, which was fun. They did an Energon book, which was good. And they started The War Within, which was pre-Cybertron stuff, and everyone loved it all the time. That was like a micromaster, which was super angsty at the exact right time for me to be angsty. Soft spot in my heart for that. But, the bad thing about Dreamwave is that they stopped paying all of their artists and writers and employees, except for the people who own the company.
0: Well, because they ran out of money. I mean, yeah, they, <laughs> they, out of money they mismanaged reasons. the they mismanaged yeah. the business because they they were artists that didn't know what they were doing and you know, true. And then who was the first one to not get paid? Other artists. So Good shame. Stuff.
2: I, I kind of wonder if you know something is going to happen like with IDW that will be similar to that just because you know their financials are not fantastic and you know obviously they weren't they're not dreamwave it's like completely different but i uh you know it doesn't seem like that they're doing fantastic these days but uh, we'll see
0: well i mean idw is dealing with the modern era you know the digital era of comics dreamwave was still like kind of banging when it when it started like that transformers was number one you know,
1: A lot. Like, every month it, for a while.
0: Yeah. It was, like, such a huge hit. It, it basically floated the whole company. And they had other comics going on. I can't remember a single one of them. But they had a few other, a few other like, some of their other own stories.
1: Stuff. Kind of like IDW does now, actually.
0: Yeah, I think it was just they had so much success so quickly with that stuff. They just, like, had lightning in a bottle. And... You know, they didn't have to hire accountants because there was always enough money in the bank account, no matter what they were doing. So, but when that goes south, real quick, if you're not, you know, keeping a tab, keeping tabs on, and then you run back to China with uh, in your flying RX seven and never be seen again. The last thing I remember Pat Lee doing for tra- Pat Lee was the notorious owner of Dreamwave and uh, worked for like I think Image Comics. I shouldn't even speak about. It. I don't. I don't really know much about him, honestly. But um. The last thing I remember him doing is he drew official art for a certificate that went in those very rare, uh, I think it's Anicon like gift sets of the first movie premium line toys. It's like in a big purple box of the Decepticons and in a big red box of the Autobots. And there were like official um, like certificate of authenticity that had like Pat Lee drawings of the movie characters.
2: Weird. I didn't yeah. know
0: that. I knew about
1: those boxes. I didn't know about his art on them.
0: Well, it's in. It's in. It's a, you gotta. You have to own them to to really know that. And I do not. But uh, I mean, I could be wrong. He's maybe done more stuff that front since then. But according, I wish Nick was on the podcast yeah. to talk about this because he would know all that dirt. I was
2: gonna say Nick could probably know can, all the dirt. You know, talk about. It. Of course, I don't know how much. You know, yeah. Anyway,
1: one of the cooler aspects of Dreamwave though at the time was because it was the 20th anniversary and the comics were so hot and the reissues were coming out they started using the Dreamwave art on the American and and Japanese books book box style uh, reissues, which was neat. It was good to see. A lot of that art was pretty cool. A lot of it was weird, but a lot of it was cool.
0: It hasn't aged well, but it was definitely awesome at the time cuz those yeah. drawings like like the G one box art is definitely a product of its time. You know, it's just it's classic at this point. But there's some weird proportions and stuff in those those illustrations. It was nice to see some modern like fan centric takes on the characters in really really good really good art. Good call out there. I liked that. I mean, those, I I personally feel that Dreamwave had more of a was like almost more important, but it's like kind of easily forgotten than the movies, because the the success of those comics re-energized the brand in such a way that led to the films.
1: I hadn't thought of it that way, but I think you're probably right. It
0: depends how you slice it, really. It, but it's... it
1: primed everybody. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that.
0: Yeah, that... I mean, the, the Dreamwave was cool. But there was so there was there was a lot of cool stuff going on with Transformers at the turn of the the century. I mean, you know, there was we're about to talk about the other,
1: not not a scandal, but it was like a weird online fandom thing. So one of our very favorite lines, masterpiece, started in what 2003 2004 with MPO one, or as he was known here in America, 20th anniversary Optimus Prime. And along with that came the alternators, which are amazing, and I'll get to them more later, but. A lot of folks seem really convinced that that Optimus and those alternators were the toys they had when they were kids in the '80s. They were not, but uh, you, you couldn't tell them otherwise.
2: See, I could. Th- it, it, it seems crazy to to say that now, you know. Just like looking at those versus the original toys, like I think you could probably argue that if someone's looking at like one of the actual masterpiece figures, like I think you could. Kind of confused it a little bit because it looked it looked more like the character, but I mean I, I don't know I guess, I guess maybe the Optimus, but those alternators are not do not look like the G one toys.
0: Well, think about having watched the cartoon. if you watched the cartoon a lot and but didn't like play with the toys as much, your brain could totally have like a Mandela effect where you know yeah. that Optimus Prime looks so much like the cartoon that you actually have like imprinted in your brain that you're like oh yeah that was my toy. Like, you don't remember the weird, clunky, you know, proportioned G1 optimist that had you had to put the fists in that you lost all the time, you know. Right. <laughs> it, it's like cognitive dissonance there. So, I do, and, you know, we're in it so much that we would never make that mistake, but uh, can't, you can't expect the rest of the world to be on the level.
1: It's strange. But man, when that prime hit, like, it was on the cover of oh. magazines and stuff. Like, it was huge. Right. I still have copies of some of those magazines because, like, there's Transformers in the Barnes & Noble. That never has happened before. So I was <laughs> picking up just stuff. I mean, Transformers was really underground at that time.
0: Yeah, what did, what did you – what was your take on MPO one like, the first time you saw it? Were you like, oh, neat, or were you just, like, blown away that it existed, Christian? Somewhere in the middle, like it was really awesome, and I did get it for
1: uh, my birthday money with my birthday money uh, the year it came out here. But it was just, it was during, it was before I had uh, resolved my Tactile Division team, so I didn't really transform it very much, and it just looked cool on my shelf, which was great. I was glad it looked cool, but it didn't really fit with anything else I had at the time. I still have them though.
2: Yeah, I mean i I thought it was pretty amazing like I ended up picking it up is the I think they did what a 25th anniversary didn't they like at Walmart with like the DVD
1: I think
2: it was yeah. from movie 20th anniversary was it the movie was it the 20th anniversary still or was it 20 I don't know that would have been remember... AD, it 2006 instead of 2004 so yeah
0: and it was in like classics packaging
2: yes. Yes, that, but that was the one I got, but I think that they they clearanced it pretty hard, and like that's when I ended up getting it, because I, I can't remember how much I paid for that, because I remember, I think Skywarp, I know, was like crazy cheap, too, but I swear I thought I got it for like 35 bucks or something, but I may be completely off on that.
1: I do you remember I, what the 20th anniversary one cost anymore?
0: I don't remember... Like, how, where I pr- ordered MPO one from, but it was definitely imported from like an Asian store. And I had my, I was like, told my, my dad's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, this, th- I just want this. This is all I want. And he, you know, I told him like where to get it, and I, I got it for Christmas. I can't believe I didn't get two. But like back then, back then, like, you know, I was, it was 2003. I was still in college. Like I saw all the stuff coming out. For like car robots and whatnot, I would, I would, I would like furiously refresh bigbot.com to see any new images or anything from Japan. And, um, I would you know, like the, the reissues just, they kept coming out and then they had the e-hobby stuff. And I was just like, how can anyone afford this? Like, that's where I was. I was like, there's no way I'm spending $120 on a, a, a reissue of like ghost Starstream as cool as that is. Like, that's just, that's insane. <laughs> Things have really changed so much. Well,
2: I, I felt the same way about MP05 whenever it came out. That was the Megatron, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember, I just, I thought it looked like the coolest thing ever, and I still have never owned that that mold because at the time I was like. Man, I really want it, but like you have to order it. Like, like you know, I just can't run to Walmart and go get it. It's like I have to go it was order it online. One hundred
1: like, smackaroos. Yeah,
2: it's, it was a hundred dollars. I was like, who would ever spend a hundred dollars on a transformer? And <laughs> so, you didn't,
0: you didn't know if you could even get it because it might yeah. get like confiscated at customs or something.
1: Right. Yeah, that was a weird,
0: weird thing. Like in this time, this era, like the beginning of masterpiece, the first like ten figures, like I remember, like those were life events when those got announced or when you ordered them, or like I remember where I was specifically, like when I was making orders for MPO five and stuff, and I had to do. I remember which website I went through, and it's just like so crazy. And now it's just like, oh, just throw it on the pile. There's so many I MPs.
1: Where I was when I saw MPO three for the first time. It was right after I had released, I was at BotCon 06, and someone had it in their BotCon lanyard walking around the convention.
0: Dude, I saw that too. I was there. <sighs> <laughs> I Yeah, I, re- I went to the theater, like I snuck in, I didn't have a Primus Pass or anything, I just like snuck into the theater, and um, there was some dude there with one hanging around his lanyard, and I was just like,
1: oh, saw that I, guy. I'm here. story. I'm at my first real botcon. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> yeah, that was awesome.
1: Memories, memories. Yeah, my first one was in 2005. That was that was pretty crazy.
2: But I was I 13 like years old. Back in the day, like, like, the I don't know when when uh, the new Megatron was revealed. I think we were at TFCon when it hit, or I was at least. I, and I can't remember what year that was. Oh, oh wow! The, you were going you to TF? The what MP thirty six? Like he, I swear he dropped oh, like that one. when we were at TFCon. I don't remember. And it was like, I mean, that was a pretty big event too, because you're just like, whoa, like, you know, they actually actually did it. And I mean, I don't know, like, as great as MPo five looked back in the day, you know, I mean, that was like just miles ahead of it. I mean, just oh yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I've never gotten rid of the MPo five. I just remember working super hard, mowing extra lawn so I could get that hundred bucks to get him. I did the same thing a couple years prior to that to get Armada Unicron
2: because oh, yeah. I
1: was, you know, what three years before that, four years before that, fifty bucks. How do you, how does a you know ten year old kid get fifty bucks,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. How like that's insane. That that that's like back in G one days. I did a ton of work to get. I had, like, a special allowance, and it took me months to save up to get Fort Max.
2: Wow. You've but that's Fort outside Max on your kid?
0: Yeah, but I busted my ass to get it. Like wow. It was, I think it took me three months. And we'd go to Toys R Us, and I'd just look at it on the shelf and just be like, yeah. you're going to be mine. And then one day I counted all the money that I had saved up, and I was like, oh, my God, I have enough! And we like ran off to the store and got it. It was great. Yeah. Um, but it's that is not that did not happen in 2000. It did 2000. not. My story no. did it. I you know I just I
1: worked for my parents did extra chores and um, did what I could to scrimp and save fifty bucks to get a unicorn. And then the hardest part was actually finding one. Like they were supposed to be released, and th- at this point in time is when I developed my dislike of calling stores to figure out if they have stuff. Because I would call the Walmart or the Target or whoever, and be like, "Hey, do you have this figure?" And, and you know, my mom would be like, "Just call and see if they have it, so we could go." Because my mom hates going to Walmart. So I was like, "Do you have Unicron?" "Yes, we have him. Come get him." <laughs> they, didn't, "They didn't have it." <laughs> I'll call and be like, "Hey, do you have this thing?" It, it happened like twenty times. And they would always tell me, "Yes, we have it." They never ever had it, whatever I was looking for. <laughs> at Unicron, it happened at least ten times. They're like, yeah, come on down. Well, no. Was it
2: like the same guy? It's just like, yeah, we got it this time. Like, yeah, last no. week you said you had it and you didn't have it. It was it's never like, no, the same guy. No, this time it's real, Christian. Don't worry.
0: It was never sp- the same person. I think I sp- that that summer that was supposed to come out. I spent the whole summer trying to find that thing, and then when I finally did, there were two on the shelf, and I was like fuck it. I'm buying both of these. That was like, you know, that was like a hundred dollars dropped in a summer for the the most bizarre
1: part for me of that Unicron thing. So I got mine finally. I did finally get it from the Walmart I've been calling. And then like a year later or a year and a half later, when he came out for Energon, like not only was he there, there was like a whole shelf full of him on the top row in the black color, in the yellow color, Outside of the normal toy section, it was like a whole
2: unicron.
1: (laughs) I was just like, what the hell? (laughs) I didn't swear when I was a child, but yeah, it was so weird. So much effort to get one, and then a year later, there's like 40 of them. It's crazy.
2: Well, did the unicron that recently came out, like the HasLab one, did it kind of feel the same way? Because, I mean, that was... Uh, obviously a huge purchase for a lot of us and you know it's it, it's one of those is a lot of money, like you know the 50 dollars back then and then you know now it was 600 dollars or whatever it's kind of yeah. a similar thing where you're just like should i be spending this much money on a, on a single piece
0: it's definitely accelerating like in 10 years they'll be they'll be releasing thousand dollar toys not like on the we regular got, but there will be
1: we got that another so on, robot one now the robo one
0: I, yeah I would say that one kind of falls outside of the discussion we're having Fair it's enough. like it's like its Fair own sort of thing but um yeah that that's another indicator like to what I'm trying to say is like it just keeps leapfrogging you know true when yeah. will it stop when people stop paying for it <laughs> like that's when it will stop right not...
2: right but it's one of those things where you know you release this thing that's like the pinnacle of of collecting or whatever it may be uh for for your collection and you're just like sitting there going you know all right like am i this crazy to to go ahead and do it and then you're just like all right yolo like you know kind of
1: well you guys know that i grew up renting transformers the movie from blockbuster so unicron was a necessity for me when it i I mean i found out I found out about that one in a magazine too, oddly enough, it's the same Walmart several months before, but I was walking through the magazine section, Unicron on the cover of a magazine, what the heck, where am I finding toy magazines in general retail, that's a better question that I'll never answer, but uh, I saw it there and I was like, I have to have this, and I, found, I looked it up online, tried to figure out what the deal was, and I found it, it was amazing. I don't think i was going anywhere else with that but yeah the anticipation for that was so different and it's like 50 dollars. it was you know like you said the pinnacle of engineering at the time you know everything else in armada was cheap i was collecting minicons because pokemania was around and i was a kid and that's the money i could get and then like 50 was the top of the line and now i spend 50 dollars on toys like another week
0: for leaders <laughs> Well if you buy three deluxes, you're spending more than fifty bucks. You yeah. know? It's, it's just crazy. That $50 unicron
1: single pieces aren't a thing are not as rare anymore.
0: You know, you we brought up two like real big tent poles for this time period. And actually the front of it, you know, the MP MPO one and Unicron. Armada Unicron came out. Kind of around the same two thousand two to two thousand three. You're like Back then I was like this is as, as like kind of um, simple as the Armada toy line was, you know, those two things would have been enough for me to be like this is the golden age of Transformers, you know. Like I've said it like like with real sincerity, like five times since then <laughs> including like this year, you know? So it's just so funny that these the brand does just keep outdoing itself it has some setbacks which i'm sure we'll get into but you bring up alternators that was one of my that was like the bee's knees to me you know like that's what got me i was like i'm getting those i'm gonna collect those i didn't understand that there were vinyl tech i was like right that was before i really understood like the angle of japan and like why it's cool to have that stuff versus the other stuff but i would collect the I collected all the alternators. I still have a complete alternators collection. Mint and sealed too. box. I got
1: on board a little bit later. Like by the time Optimus came around, it was on its way out. Yeah. and I was like, man, I really need to get the rest of these. But I was able to get them over the next couple of years. No, not a big deal. I, I finished.
0: Yeah, they're they're not particularly tough to get. Some of the Japanese, the, some of the the Biontech line is much yeah. more difficult to to complete. Um. But I remember again, like you know, the internet, the trans fandom was a lot different back then too. There were like websites dedicated to alternators rumors. I remember one website in particular. I, c- I can't remember. I remember what it looked like, but I couldn't tell you what it was. You know, there were just all these rumors of what the next few alternators might be. And then as we were getting to the end, you know, there was stuff like Black hey guys, Arachnia. I'm, I'm gonna be right back. Okay. But there was like Black Arachnia, Megatron, which Aaron Archer has mentioned a few times that Aaron that he XLR. was supposed to be like yeah, like a Cadillac or something. I remember Trailbreaker was a was one of them and then you know when the Optimus Prime one was mentioned it was funny cuz everyone thought like, "Oh, Alternators and Masterpiece, they go together, right? We we don't need a Optimus Prime Alternator. That doesn't make sense cuz we have MPO1." It's like, "Well, that's cute." Looking backwards, you know, like no, that was they were very different. <laughs> I mean, they did go
1: together. The, the MPO4 trailer accommodated alternators at a perfect size, so yeah. I mean, they they go together.
0: Were there Takara Tomy like? Well, I guess at that point it was probably Takara um, without the Tomy. Like, were there actually like ad- advertising photos of alternators toys in that trailer? Or like you're talking about MPO4, yes. right?
1: Yeah, I want to say yes, but I can't say that for sure. Anyway. I feel
0: like I've seen it, but it might have been like a Sabertron.com photo Exactly. Shoot, it's hard to say. Just, your brain does get misty on some of those.
1: I mean, it's been details. 18 years since then, so hard to say.
0: Well, I don't know if you guys clicked that link I sent in the Facebook chat, but like you can kind of see year by year all the toy lines if you I'm want to check. I mean I can't click it and oh,
2: say. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well there's a whole I could go and I could list some off for you.
1: I mean I was gonna move on to Energon next because Energon was like a a landmark toy line in itself. At least for me.
2: How, it was how really so? the
1: first line that had a ton of G1 straight up homages in it. Like that was new. We got Combiners again for the first time in forever, except Robots in Disguise, but those weren't Scramble Combiners. The Energon dudes were Scramble-style Combiners. They were there. Omega Supreme came back. We had the Star Saber homage, which was crazy. I don't know. it It was a really fun line. The show is awful. The comic is pretty good. I,
0: you know, I like the that was where I first really paid attention to the J- Japanese releases being like wildly different than the American ones because you had Superlink in Japan, which is like I call I consider that a, a sister toy line to Ener- Energon. Sure. And there were some really cool like releases. Like I wanted the Shock Blast from Superlink really bad because it had like slightly different deco. And stuff. One
1: day I will get that Shadowhawk Cosmo type. The blue dive bomb figure.
0: Oh. Yeah. One day. And well, I, I think Scorponok That, that, that was Scorponok the return was of Scorponok was in that yeah. series, right? So that was like a big deal too. It's like, oh man, he was so cool in G one. But the one in, in Japan looked a lot better than the one in the United States. It was, it was like it better. actually kind of had different, the, but yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it just it was quite a bit different. And then like of course Galvatron and Megatron looked
1: Galvatron was great. Wheeljack came back, though he was, you know, downshift, but it was still the Lancia transformation, which was pretty cool. And then I think that was the first time we'd ever had like true end of line syndrome with characters like Beachcomber being really hard to find or Quickstrike
0: being really hard to find. Magnus was really hard to find. Magnus was impossible to find. Yeah, that was like I remember I saw some some dude at uh, TFCC 2003. Just he had one, and he had no money, so he was just like trying to go to booths and like I would trade this. What would you trade me for this at your booth? (laughs) And They were all like, "Dude, no."
2: So, so Christian, I also remember, yeah, like, were you going on eBay to try to find those? Those harder to find figures or...
1: No, because I didn't really know about them. Hmm. Armada was cool in that it gave you the catalog in the pack so you could see all the toys that were coming out. Uh Energon came with a similar deal, but it didn't go into quite as much detail. It's like I didn't know Beach Cobra and Strike were a thing. It was still not unusual to go to the toy store or go to Walmart and Target and see stuff I'd never
0: seen before.
2: Well, and we have that experience now too. So <laughs> we do have that experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: actually it's actually kind of reverted to how it used to be. That's yeah. true. Except, I, I do... I re... go ahead.
1: I do remember having a really big problem with the combiners, and I've probably told this story before. I feel like I'm, you know, getting like Duran, just retreading the same ground. But my mom got me parts of Constructicon Maximus and Superior Maximus for Christmas that year in 2004. But she had been going to the Walmart, the, new, the brand new open Walmart, which is now very old in Charlotte. And she had been going there like every week on Toy Drop Day to go pick up their remaining members, except the last two members of each combiner weren't released for another several months after the you know the first wave was. Like it was a while, and I didn't pick them up until two thousand six or two thousand seven, even because they just they just never showed up near me.
0: I remember I had to. I ended up resorting to Kohl's, and that's where I and I I got lucky and I found uh, was it downshift and towline? Who who was the like? Towline was the
1: skids ironhide guy. Y- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found him at Coles. I was just like, oh my god! It was like a treasure. It was like a. It was amazing when I found those. In my, I remember I made a special trip and my girlfriend at the time was like, you suck. Because <laughs> I was so excited.
1: <laughs> oh, ToeLine's fantastic. Yeah. His weapon has clear plastic problems, but Towline's a good toy.
2: You're like, honey, I know you said we were going to go on this day tonight, but instead let's go to Kohl's and t- oh, get me a toy.
0: <laughs> uh, I really want to check out this Kohl's. Uh, you know, I got some ca- Kohl's cash.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like Burning a hole in my pocket. 2004 it's
1: another and Energon is what really bridged me into be, being a kid into an actual collector.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: started really collecting with Cybertron, which was two thousand five. But to, Energon is that bridge time for me. Yeah, like I started really paying attention to the releases, really paying attention to what was around. Also, what helped during that time was Universe One. Universe One was everywhere and then nowhere and then everywhere and then
0: gone was that a target exclusive thing
1: not always part of it was a lot of it was a walmart exclusive
0: oh so they split it
1: (laughs) no a lot of it was mass retail and then walmart picked up like 40 exclusives at once and killed their shelves and killed the line by doing that and then target picked up the last couple releases But that line was really cool because even to me, barely knowing about BotCon at the time, it felt like a whole line of BotCon repaints. It's like current molds or old molds, really molds from every line that had ever existed. And they were repainting these funky color schemes and they had this backstory where they got drawn from all the universes and Unicron was making them fight so we could absorb their essences and come back and be evil. And I had a Unicron toy that could do that. It was it was cool. I really like universe one. I like it a lot.
2: And and it was funny is, is at the time, like Hasbro was probably like, all right, we've got all these toys. Like, how do we just throw this crap together and try to package it in a way to sell to people?
1: Some of it was interesting crap though, because a lot of the molds in universe hadn't been released in the States prior to that time. I'll grandfather in the armada ish Dinobots. Uh, a lot of those were Beast Wars 2 and Neo molds that hadn't come here before. Uh, we got Big Convoy for the first time. Um, probably several others that I'm forgetting.
0: A whole I mean, slew was of Spy
1: Changers, Micromasters, six teams that hadn't been here before those came out.
0: Was uh, was that Big Convoy mold perhaps the first inkling of Nemesis Primal? Which we've recently found out about?
1: <laughs> I guess. Hopefully by the time this airs, we will have Nemesis Primal.
0: That's yeah, actually that's true.
1: Yeah, I think he was the second Nemesis Prime because Armada did it first, and
0: then Universe did it. Yeah, yeah, actually, and you everyone know, did it. That was another thing that happened in Armada. We got we got Nemesis Prime.
1: <laughs> now like a mainstay of all all toy lines. Uh, it was Just, new then.
0: He's always been there, guys.
1: Don't don't worry. I mean, he's been there twenty years. Might as well, but
0: yeah true He still think, seems like a you know like a like a throwaway thing they they made just yesterday, but you're right. And it's been twenty years.
1: <laughs> if you want to talk about another scandal we want to talk about the SDCC 2005 whatever alternators nemesis prime was, it was either Why, 2005 or
0: 2006. yeah, that was near the end of the line. Why was that a scandal?
1: It was a scandal because for the first time. You were going to be able to get a San Diego exclusive, like online through a specialty retailer, not Hasbro Toy Shop. I think they did have some on Hasbro Toy Shop, but it was like a huge deal because the club store got Nemesis Prime.
0: Oh, Fun Pub did.
1: Fun Pub got it.
0: Huh. I
1: don't know how many they got, but that's where mine came from eventually. But uh, the site was all crashy all day because it was, you know, Fun Pub. But it did happen. I was there.
0: Hmm. Early, early e-commerce blues.
1: Even through the rest of the, the couple years after that, trying to get stuff on Hasbro Toy Shop. Like, Spot it. Oh man. It was horrible. I don't ever want to go back to that. It's like, you think getting exclusives now or fan story stuff now is hard? Try to get, you know, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive reissue blaster or Soundwave and just You'll never get it. Or Nemesis Prime, the classics one. You'll never get it.
0: I don't remember having a huge pain getting any of that stuff, but maybe I just put it out of my brain.
1: It's bad. You had to wait and wait, and they would tell you when it would go up, and it would never go up at that time. Right. You had to wait and keep refreshing and refresh and refresh. And it would take a little bit longer to refresh than like the eighth time you refreshed it. You'd be like, oh, is it time? Is it time? Is it ready to go? And no, it, it wouldn't. Or it would crash. And now we just order stuff on Paul's. Like Paul's just used to
2: this type of thing, though. So you know, Mister Gigawatt over there that somehow didn't you get some of those Walmart gigawatts? uh, Paul, get one of those.
0: Oh, I well, I got two orders to go through, but they canceled them. Like. Like eight months later. Oh really? <laughs> so oh, I, 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 never I never got heard them.
2: That conclusion.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I was gonna get them, and then they're just like, "Oh, we had to cancel your order because of stock," or you know, like whatever the Walmart sends Amazing. you. Yeah.
1: That, that that was the closest to the old Hasbro toy shop stuff that I'd ever seen.
0: Yeah, that was a rough day. That was bad. That, that was like an all-day affair. <laughs> that sucks.
1: Happy happy so anniversary good. to that. Yeah. Like last week.
0: Ugh. And, like, no one even cares anymore, like, about Gigawatt. There's so many more shiny new things that have come out since then. It's, like, all this stuff is just, like, it has a 36-hour lifespan. Oh, 100%. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's
0: it, man. It's so crazy. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's where, like, back then in the 2000s, I mean, I don't know. Everything seemed to take a little bit longer, you know, like, releases were bigger events i feel like than now it's mm. like you said every week we get a new thing and you're like oh hey the next new shiny thing
1: well it's well, because the they, weird thing about, oh, sorry,
2: they would
0: Sorry, they would release more of less individual toys right. back then yeah so they weren't constantly trying to get repeat buyers to buy stuff it, it was like let's ju- we have these eight figures coming out in this Half of the year, we're gonna sell those, and we're gonna sell a lot of them. And and by the time and we're done, would, then we'll get the new stuff. It's just like that would
1: stick around long enough for you know a kid like me to save a couple bucks and go back and get it. Can't do that now. There's no way.
0: Yeah, like I remember being in college, and I would go to the tar- Once I got a car in college, I would like go to the Target, and I saw Energon John Scorpionock at the the Target in my college town. And I was always like, oh, man, it's like I think it was 30 bucks, 25 bucks, 20
1: bucks or 25 bucks.
0: It was. Well, I mean, it was it felt expensive. It felt like just on the cusp. I was like, do I this toy looks I don't like the way this Scorpionot looks, but I kind of want to get it because it's Scorponok. And I swear I went back there for three months and looked at it and had the same conversation in my head, the same toy in the same spot that whole time. There is no way in hell you would have that much like, hmm, hmm. Should I do it? Right. You have a you have a one and done
1: chance these days. If you my see friend. it, you snap it up and you walk away quickly. Right,
2: I feel oh. like these days that, if you, you just can't do it anymore. If you uh, you know snooze on a toy and then go back like later in the day, you're like, oh, gone. Depending on what it is. I mean, really different. I mean I, different
0: I, I I like kind of fast walk from the car to the toy aisle because I'm worried about those extra seconds I'm shaving off to get there before some Goomba that might be parking next to me. And I've I've actually gotten stuff before someone because of that. I get there and I pick it up, and they're like, Oh, I didn't know you were gonna go get that. I'm like, Well, I thought you were, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh like it's a real struggle, man. I wish it was like two thousand three again.
1: Yeah, I really did love Cybertron, though. I still do. I've recently made a decision to go and complete that line. Just it's it's my my kid line, my first collector line. It it just means a lot to me, and they're really well built toys. Like yeah. they're really tough, but they're not all of them are are. Unarticulated stuff like you know, Armada had. Like, there's pretty decent articulation in a lot of those. That had a, a line-wide gimmick, but it wasn't always intrusive like the Minicon stuff was. It wasn't unobtrusive like the Energon Star and Weapon thing were, but it also wasn't as intrusive as intrusive as the Energon combining thing was. So it was a nice balance, I thought. Or maybe it's just yeah,
2: I, I don't know. Those I mean, I think glasses. Cybertron was just a really fun toy line it was kind of an old alt- alternative like you know roughly at the same time i think classics um
1: classics you know. was after cybertron
2: was it oh it but was. it was around the same time period though right like the the end of cybertron was like i remember oh, yeah, those toys being on the shelf at the same time but they yeah, they don't, they don't
0: all- start uh, they don't start a new toy line before they finish the previous one usually so but, but yeah they were there was a crossover time when they were both there
2: yeah the maybe shelf. it's just because as Paul was saying things sit on the shelf so long back then that like they still had it but I just remember you know picking some of those up and you know the gimmick was just there's a lot of fun with the with the keys the you know the cyber keys mm-hmm. and whatnot uh, you know with that line and it was just it you know and I also like the fact that you know, they kind of try and do it now with, like, the different worlds and, and whatnot, like, you know, kind of like uh, back then. But I felt like that line pulled it Cybertron off better than what the new ones are doing.
1: Oh, yeah. And they did it in the show, too. And that show, well, not, like, amazing or anything. I think it's better than the War of Cybertron stuff we're getting now. And it was certainly better than Energon, which everything's better than Energon, except for the Prime Wars trilogy. That was worse than Energon. Yeah, Cybertron was, you know, fine. I used to watch it. I would, That was the first time I had DVR, so I could actually, like, know what was coming, because they would always change the time slot, and, like, I can never figure out what was coming on. But I had DVR, and could record it, and I watched it, and it was great.
0: DVR, that's <laughs> a worthless technology from the past. That's funny. Now we just have streaming, you know? <laughs> uh, that's a good toy line to, like, Kind of get your feet wet in like what you're saying. It was great. Got like one really of the best Optimus happy. Primes of all time. Oh yeah. I mean that is I really um... like
1: the Megatron too. I mean it, it barely triple changes, but it
0: does triple change. It's got a like
1: way cool dragster mode, which was new. Like Megatron's never been a horrifying dragster before. Starscream being giant was really strange, but you know what? I got that on a Black Friday deal and it was incredible.
0: That was cool, because that was like your first Tetrajet Starscream. is really what it was sort of evoking. So that was exciting to and, see that.
1: Like we mentioned earlier, War Within had been going on you know, shortly before that. So it was like, yeah. hey, there's War Within bits of this, and there's Tetrajet things of this, and here's this. It was great.
0: It was bizarre how they released that giant one first. That was like a huge spoiler, wasn't it? Like If, if, you, uh, were, if you were yeah. watching the show.
1: And we never got the standard-sized one in the show colors
0: here in America. Yeah, that was... A, that, so, that, and the so, one, so that was the another one... The one we
1: got one. in Cybertron was a Kmart exclusive in weird colors. Like
0: It was Thrust. I mean, it was... That's it, it was basically Thrust, yeah. They called it Screen, but it was really... It came with weird.
1: a normal colors Vector Prime. So if you'd already gotten Vector Prime, now you got two of them. Or if you're like me, you didn't get it because you already had Vector Prime.
0: Well, that was one where I imported the star Scream because it, it was like, well, I will, it's apparently not coming out in the United States. So that, and it's so, so funny thinking back. Cause like these days that wouldn't happen. You, you would just right. be like, Oh, that's definitely coming out in America. I mean, especially with the brand unity, but even before that, you'd be like, they're definitely bringing this out. That is one of those weird cases where Hasbro must've been like, Oh, kids aren't going to want the small dinky version. They're going to want the big one. So, yep. That's what the we're going to release.
1: Of that mold I had was the shattered glass star screen cream at back on But
2: the, how much was the big one though?
0: fifty bucks, fifty bucks. It was yeah, in see, the screen I
2: mean, glass. That just seems crazy to me, though. That but I did not I mean, get that's a, a, that's like I said, I got a it for a
1: Black Friday deal at Toys R Us that year.
2: Right. And I had
1: been like, I had, I've had, I had, I had some reason I had money in 2005 Black Friday. I don't know why I had money. but I had some money. And I was able to get like Starscream for like 30 bucks or something. And then we did the Walmart Black Friday deal. And I got the Leader Megatron with hardtop attached for like 25 bucks or something crazy like that. And I was like, yeah, best Black Friday ever.
0: And it was. This, this, the way it went for me was this was the first time I remember this ever happening. I had like seen online that someone had found them in stores. And I was like in my hometown. And I went to the Toys R Us R.I.P. Uh, in 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 Iowa. I walked in and they had the entire line out on the shelf, and I was like, and I think I dropped like two hundred bucks, like just then and there. And I remember thinking like, this is crazy, but I'm like, they're all here right now, and it's like day one, so I'm just gonna do it. And you know, then I did it. I did it that first time, and I was like, oh, that's fine. I do that all the time. Like, no big deal. But you just, never, you, you just never see it like that. Like like all the size classes like ready to go. That was crazy.
1: Another thing that was really big during that time was you know, in Cybertron in particular and then in the first movie line, you would get a ton of toys of characters who were not in the show or in the movie. Like they were just toy only dudes. And you don't see that terribly much anymore. We've just gotten back to it recently with some of the Battle Masters and um uh, the fossilizers are that way too modulators mm. but uh we used to get just tons of dudes who were not in any media they were just like hey we're here in the toy line
0: what's up well, and we got new new characters too that were in the show yeah they just don't do that kind of stuff
2: I, I i wonder they too like, the if like of some of those the classic six I, I i wonder if some of those like should have made it into the show but just didn't you know, like, whenever they're doing it, that, you know, Hasbro's like, here, here's all the different characters we have, and whoever's, you know, making the show decided to cut this, that, and whatever. I, I don't know.
1: Baby. I don't know where you oh, Do you remember there being a, a super rumor that there was an actual toy of Signal Lancer that was only released in Japan? <laughs> Do you remember that? I remember believing no. that hard for like a while. Oh. No. Cool. I was young. <laughs> no. If you don't know a single answer, he's the streetlight transformer. And he finally transforms at the end of Cybertron.
0: Like at the, on the, in the last episode or something?
1: Yeah, in the last episode he transforms.
0: And he's got like his own like transformation animation, right? It's like one of those like... It's
1: super! It's modified from mudflap, but yeah.
0: Oh, okay. That's cute. That's cute. That's yeah, I don't, I, I don't remember too.
1: that. No toy with the name Mudflap, except for the Human Alliance one from Riven to the Fallen, has ever sold well. And it started in 2005. <laughs> fun fact. Unfun fact?
0: And it was movie time.
1: We haven't even got to movie time. It was movie time in 2007. Movie
0: time. We haven't even gotten to Kiss Players, man.
1: Uh oh, we guess we've gotta we got to we got to go through Kiss Players. Let's get through Kiss Players.
0: Underappreciated classic, actually. No.
1: Is it That's a... it, I still want that Rodimus. If you're selling that Rodimus.
0: If you if you can get past like you know, it's like Black Mirror. If you can get past the first episode, then like you you're in for a good a good treat. Kiss players, if you can get past the tongues and all that stuff and the you know, the girls there's actually a lot going on in KISS players that is is—it's it, part of G1. like It's actually like integral to the Japanese plot. Unicron's in it. It's like some wild stuff that happens in there. Plus, there's some cool it's, characters that have come out of it, like uh, uh, Glit, You know, the Shattered Glass yeah, Ravage.
1: And we've kept the Auto Troopers around since then.
0: Yeah, Auto Troopers is cool lots of other stuff too but you know i just i I don't really want to talk about it i just
1: yeah we don't need to delve into it too much but it was weird even then
0: yeah no one has ever it will never be understood by 99 percent of people that come across it so best to leave it alone but right after that came classics lucas's favorite toy line the sea in chug the first letter <laughs> the of the worst acronym, horrible <laughs> of <laughs> all time.
2: You, you guys love that acronym.
0: I I, I really don't. I think it's
1: I really it's gross. really despise it. But yeah, classics happened. It was two thousand six. They were first revealed on the Transformers Club website, which is where I got most of my news back then. Because
0: no, it was at BACON. It was at BACON in uh, Kentucky.
1: Yeah, but they showed it on the website first, and then they took it to BACON.
0: How
2: the
1: timing worked
0: out. I don't think so because the people in that room when they showed that shit were like, like the the temperature was changing in the room, in in the panel room, with every with every image and they showed
1: first on the site.
0: Oh, okay. I well, could that, be wrong, whatever. but yeah. First whatever. time I ever saw it was when Aaron Archer shows it on the screen at the thing, and everyone just starts flipping out, like screaming and stuff. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I was there too. And then, yeah, and then they and then they gave well, so if you were there and you saw it before that panel, then they must have they must have done that. Because yeah. That was the first time I ever saw it. But then they brought it out into the into the booth, you know, and you could actually see the toys. Just insane. And those it was insane. I loved the packaging on those. That was just that was the, the beginning. Flap, love it. That was the beginning of where we are now. That was like the day the day that was revealed, like there's still parts of classics. I mean, it, it really... Generations has spawned from it, mm-hmm. you know, like, as we know it today. It's the collector yeah, line. Yeah. It's
1: That would change awesome. the course of you know, making new stuff into everything's an iteration of G1 now.
2: But and, and that was really supposed to be kind of a filler line, wasn't it? Like, in between... Mm-hmm. You know, between
1: Cybertron and the movie, right? Three, two or three waves, two exclusives, get out, be done.
2: Yep. Didn't work out that way. <laughs> no, not, not not at all. So classics has
1: been on shelves ever since.
2: But. It's
0: just funny how they. Th- that was when they f- finally realized like their brand had legs that they didn't know it had. Even though they had BotCon, even though they had, like, huge comic, you know, sales and all this stuff, they just, that was the toy line I think they realized, like, oh, the collectors are there. Like, they're not just weirdos that buy this kid's stuff. Like, this is stuff that they've wanted for years.
2: But, I mean, I I would argue, too, that, you know, some of that stuff, like, you know, it, you get people that aren't just collectors. You, you get a lot of people that are like, oh, I remember when I had that as a kid. You know, you see it at Walmart or whatever, and you pick it up.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't the $60 dollars MPO one or however much he was right. at the time. Uh, you know, Optimus was 20 bucks. Here, have him. Jetfire yeah. finally looks cool. And not like a Robotech. That was weird. Hot Rod's back, Bumblebee's back, Starscream was great.
0: That, I, I thought the Mirage toy was still... I still think it's like the I best Mirage. Mirage toy. It, it has like so much articulation. It's just... It, it was like beyond its time. It was a step above most of the other deluxes in that, in that line. Absolutely. Quickly, it's WaveMate Grimlock. But
2: even the, that Grimlock was great for them. Yeah, the Grimlock at the time was good.
0: Well, the Grimlock was ballsy because they changed his transformation. You know, they're like, yeah, oh, it it's this is the new, you know, his his mouth is his legs. You know, it still looked close enough to me. I, it's just so funny how the, the aesthetic back then was still like, yeah, it's the reminiscent of old, but it's new. Right. right. You know, it's it's its own. It's it's not the same thing. You know, the Star Screen was probably the most the same of all those toys.
1: Hot but, Rod Two probably, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Star the closest for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, you had an issue in right. the classics Megatron was,
1: awesome. was a nerf gun which I thought it was was great. really cool I still yeah. like that
2: no I, I I still like that mold you know I mean it doesn't have the articulation and whatnot but i I don't know like you know I like nerf and it's nerf charming. guns and I like you know so I thought it was kind of a neat different take you know on, on the it version. was the
1: first time. Megatron had been a gun again because he'd had he'd been tanks for the past several years, and we knew about the safety laws, and we'd had the problem with NPO five, and we had just kind of learned that they tried to reissue the G one Megatron, but couldn't. So now Megatron is a gun, but also not
2: really. Right. So it was cool. But yeah, I mean cool. the line too, like the choices that they made with the characters they released. You know, they pre- it's kind of like a greatest hits, you know, kind of thing with classics. So.
0: It is it is interesting Yeah, I'm fine. It's just interesting that they wouldn't do that again. Like think of that hot rod we got versus the one we just got. No you know? comparison really. No. I mean, well, it's just like they wouldn't have thought we wanted what we got now back then. They're like, "Oh, it needs to be modern. They don't want the old thing. They want a new old thing." It's like, "No, no, no, no. We want exactly what <laughs> the old thing is <laughs> they couldn't have made that uh studio series 86 hot rod back then so you know it takes time but like i don't think we're, we'll get that kind of, like aaron archer was in charge back then so that was like his brainchild he was like oh let's let's flip it let's not just do what we used to do let's like make it new like Soundwave isn't a tape deck he's uh and what was he what did they even release him does come out yeah, he just didn't ever came out, right? They, they well, had a the weird. They really, stopped packaging at the time.
2: It, it was like a Toys R Us exclusive. Um, yeah, that it was the G one yeah. mold. Okay, well, what
1: time they've named Ravage something different as Ravage because that was the tape battle Ravage.
0: Oh right. Well, like I Scur- Scourge is a good example that he's not his bullshit like UFO or whatever he turns into. He was a stealth bomber. Which to me, like, hey, that makes sense. Like, that's cool. That's a good upgrade. And it looks close enough to the old one. But now we have Studio Six, Studio Series 86, Scourge, which again, takes this, the, whatever came out in classics or universe, just like makes it almost look silly in retrospect. Like, why did you even bother doing that? Because we had never gotten the amazing actual thing we wanted. Yeah. It was just different then. It was.
2: I don't know. I, I, thought, I don't know that you would appreciate the the same way. Like I I appreciate that they had a a new interesting take on on those guys. So if yeah. you
1: wanted the same take, you could always gotten the titanium
0: six inch one. That's true. That's that's which was I thought that scourge was one of the best ones. Sure. Of the sure.
1: That's not saying much, but sure. Yeah.
0: But that was why it was titanium cool. Because weird, but yeah. A lot of people took that and said like, "This is my classics." scourge that was when they people did. started like you know there was only like seven or eight classics toys so already they were trying to fill in the gaps because you can't make 300 oh, old transformers in one toy line
2: yeah like my smoke
1: Smokescreen was my g1 Smokescreen for a while why not
0: because it's not but,
1: but it right, was do whatever you want then. it was it didn't exist then
2: right right there was another option you had to fudge a few things there paul well, so well like look what look what patience
1: the universe has brought. And, and universe. <laughs> yeah, it's so different now. Like you don't have to cobble it. Like if you look at the shattered glass line, which is you know 2008 and not really a line, they cobbled together nonsense from anything that was available at the time, and it was like here's shattered glass and here's some other guys you can repurpose a shattered glass dudes. And now like we're getting a dedicated shattered glass line, and that's just crazy to think. Yeah, like you said, is. that's what happens yes. with patience years and years and a decade of patience 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 yeah sorry i remember building my first large-scale display i was like here's the new versions of g1 dudes and i based it around classics and then the very first couple waves of the universe 2 when that happened and then uh whoever else i had that looked like a g1 dude like inner john wingsaber was there and cybertron smokescreen was there
0: well yeah and like in in hindsight you know, that would look like a really silly shelf now. <laughs> it would. <laughs> but but at, at the time, time it didn't. Because it was know, all you got.
2: Right. All you got. You, you're happy. You're, you're happy to have that back then, Paul. I
0: was happy. Yeah, you were. I mean, imagine seeing what you have behind you back then. Right. You literally would have turned into a bucket of goo and never been I heard from have. again.
2: <laughs> Absolutely,
1: I would have.
0: Well... Let's talk about the next big moment for Transformers which was Michael Bay's The Transformers in 2007. Oh. Do we really, really want to talk about everything.
1: that? Yeah, we'll talk about it quickly or not quickly, whatever. It was a big deal.
2: I mean, that changed the trajectory of of the franchise as well. Like I mean, I, I don't know that it would be in the pop culture the same way it is now without those movies at all
0: yeah and it went in a way that i don't think anyone could have predicted you know like no it, one
1: thought that movie would be like a billion dollar movie however much it made crazy I mean, amount of money
0: i was pretty confident it was going to be the biggest movie like ever you know but that was maybe with rose-colored glasses i saw it <laughs> seven times or something in the theater i don't know how i managed that but oof, like probably that many I, times five times at least I wasn't shocked when it became a worldwide phenomenon, you know, cause like to me, it always had been, it was like time for you guys to, to, to wisen up. It just wasn't, they were getting wise on something I wasn't really like cool with. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. this it like, yeah, you should like transformers, but no, not like that.
1: <laughs> for me, it was different. I guess it's just when I grew up, cause I'd had beast wars and then I had R.I.D., and then Armada, on Cybertron, like Transformers was always changing to me. So it was just another iteration of Transformers. It wasn't like a huge departure from anything else. I mean, it was, but it, was, it wasn't it was like a departure from the norm for it to be something different. I was never that concerned about it. What was concerning, or I guess unconcerning, is that uh, Transformers were cool suddenly. Whereas I'd been like keeping it a secret from people at school because I used to get teased for it. But I would say, like, I like Beast Wars, and I like whatever you know, Transformers stuff, and I have to get teased and you know beat up on the playground for it. So I just didn't tell anybody for years. And then, like, suddenly Transformers were cool, and then I was like, "Hey, I've known about this for a while," and everyone's like, "Wow, what is all this about?" And I would be able to tell them. High school was weird, man.
2: But I, I feel like even now it's like that for me when, you know, people are like, oh, what's your hobby and all that? And I'm like, oh, I'm in a Transformers, like, oh yeah, like I love those movies. You know.
1: You know what? Good. I'm I'm glad it's somewhat accessible to way more people now.
2: I think 100%. it's net
1: net a good thing. The movies aren't great, but I think that they exist
0: is pretty good. Yep. Yeah, it's like it's like being a Radiohead fan, and someone's like, "Yeah, I love Creep." You know, it's like that's what <laughs> right. isn't that isn't that Creep song great? Which is you know like really old, so it's maybe not the perfect yeah. But uh, I don't, I
2: know allegory here, like the couple couple of you know, or or all the people that say, "Oh, like the old Radiohead is the best, and not you know the newer stuff that they've released twenty years later."
0: Okay, uh, we're we're breaking the yeah. simile here. <laughs> but you, you gotta get what I mean. It's like it's like, uh oh, I thought you were on my level, but you're not. Yeah. But it's okay. It's still good. Like everyone can love creep. That's like what I sing at karaoke anyways. But... <laughs> <laughs> um I thought that there were. I have memories, I don't know. We I've been sharing a lot, going down memory lane a lot, but like the release of that toy line. I was at a wedding in Nebraska, so I was I was in the wedding and i had to i went to toys r us before the wedding in my tuxedo to buy to see the to, to see the the spectacle nice. and buy all the toys in my tuxedo no one even like blinked they weren't like whoa what are you doing like do you really like toys <laughs> but uh, that, that the toy line like you know classics was like a good a good like level up for transformers, but this was like a few levels beyond with the, they really had to put the designing and our, uh, the creation of the actual toys um, into overdrive to get these made and to make them anywhere close to what the movie was. Cause the movie transformations was like nothing we'd ever seen before. You know, they turned into tinfoil, not like a robot with a cart on his chest. So they, they, you know, we, you know, You you see a big difference between the first movie toy line and the second one where like the second one, the stuff actually starts looking like much closer to what you saw on, on screen because they they already had, you know, they had to work with previous stuff in the first movie. But
1: I remember waiting for the street date for the movie toys for the first movie. Like I remember going to the store that day. It was like June. Like June something in the in the teens before the movie came out on july 4th and it was like a huge deal to go to the store that day and get them
0: well that was when it, it was toys r us and so they transformers had the first the, the front four foyer or whatever in the store that huge fr- front section it was I crazy
1: didn't, didn't mom was at target so it's like normal <laughs>
0: Oh well I went to both that morning in my tuxedo. Oh look
1: at you, Mr. Fancy Older Person with a car. True. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mm. I was fourteen.
0: Did you get RoboVision Optimus? Heck yeah I did. Yeah.
1: I I didn't get him that first time. I got Blackout and Barricade and I don't remember who else the first time. But I, I did eventually go back and get RoboVision Optimus. Actually, no, I didn't get Blackout the first time. My, my Blackout was the one from Toys R Us that came with a Scorpionock, The Deluxe Scorpionock. I got that pack.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. God, there were so many releases back then.
1: So many releases. Every, well, like, everyone had exclusives. It was crazy.
0: Well, like, from the movie on, like the amount of product, if you were like a completist of any sort, like you fell into a black hole that you, no light can escape from your wallet anymore because it's been like, they, they pressed the make a lot of stuff button and it, they never took the finger off it from then.
2: (laughs) This is a talk to Nick, right?
0: Yeah.
1: It was a, it was a big deal. I don't think anyone knew it was going to be such a big deal. Like, around Christmas that year, in 2007, there were, like, shortages of Transformers. Like, you couldn't... That was, like, around the time the 2008 concept Camaro Bumblebee was coming out. And you couldn't get him!
0: I, I remember going to a Toys R Us, and someone had, like, they had just cracked a case, and they had two of them there. Two concept Camaros. And I got, like, front-paged on Sabertron for that. So I was like, hey, look! this! It, I got one! <laughs> and I... I Couldn't have bought those fast enough. Because, yeah, that was like the hottest toy of the season right then.
1: Everything that had been hanging around from classics or even hanging around from Cybertron. Anything that had Transformers on it in the toy aisle. Gone. Gone that holiday. It was. It was surreal to see all of that.
0: Where'd all those people go?
1: I know. Where'd they go?
0: Well, then we had Animated.
1: Got animated, and animated, I think, was the last true new thing that Transformers has ever done. Maybe that means I'm old now, but it was the last thing that wasn't just, "Hey, this is a new iteration of G1." You can make me an argument for Prime, and I might agree with you, but you animated about- was kind of it for me.
2: What well, about the I mean, animated what what mean? show, though. Would you say, or I mean, Rescue Bots too? You know
1: what? That hadn't occurred to me because they are kids' products. So, yeah, maybe. Okay, I'm just wrong. That's fine.
0: What about BotBots, <laughs> bro? Please disregard Yeah, BotBots. You're fired. I'm fired. <laughs> I mean, animated... Okay. I don't think there's ever been a Transformers series that isn't reiterative reiter- of G1. Really? It's the source material, you know? It's the first... like. Armada, the Unicron Trilogy is steeped in G1. It's just a new story and new characters. They just have a lot of yeah. the same names and archetypes. They're all from Cybertron. There's Autobots, there's Decepticons, there's Unicron. Well, sure,
1: but not everyone is Optimus, Ratchet, Ironhide, Bumblebee, and Jazz, and Starscream, Megatron, and all Seekers, and Soundwave. Like if, if, if It wasn't like that.
2: bots
0: then what was it like? I don't know. I just, I just don't get, that's a different argument for a different podcast, I think. But, um, animated was great. I mean, that, that was where you first saw animated and prime. I lump them kind of together. They're very different, but I lump them together because that was where you saw the movie money, like paying off with the stuff they pulled off with those. It was like, these are, this is a new paradigm of transformer.
2: Yeah, the toys for animated are just incredible. Like I, I, I don't know that they're ever going to quite recreate that. I mean, they just really, like, especially for the time. I mean, th- those I toys we are have just it amazing
1: now. I think Earth Rise and Kingdom do it now yeah. for G One and Beast Wars, but I think that's the only other example
0: where something is so close to the so- source material like that. Well, I mean. Imagine if imagine if Animated came out now. Like, how amazing. It would be even better than it was then. Like, I would it's love like, to see that. It's not
1: like I want them to remake the Animated figures, though. Like, how could you make them better? And, of course, I asked that question, and they'll find a way if they want. But I it's like,
2: more articulation.
1: They're,
0: they're pretty perfect the way they are. I would agree. I would agree. I just think that they could... The, we know, they know, the designers know so many more tricks now. Yeah. And they learned, they you know, they create, they kind of like pioneered a lot of these tricks in Animated that are now used um quite a bit. And in Prime, they you know, like, a awesome. lot
1: of non-standard things. That was, yeah, it was such a change. Do you remember how much hate, though, when the first trailers and, and images came out, people were like, oh, this is terrible, Powerpuff Girls, or whatever. You know, how Transformers fans are. And then I remember well, when the
0: that the, was the start of that. You know, that yeah, that, was the start that, of that. that it is never it has never right. ended.
1: <laughs> right. I remember when the once the preview movie event thing happened, a lot of that evaporated because it was just so good. It was so well written. The animation was so good. Like the the quality on that show was just amazing.
0: Voices the were the great. Toys was great. Yeah, I loved animated. I don't even understand if anyone that says they don't like it. I'm like, you didn't watch it. That's why you don't like it. That time
1: frame was like the beginning of always having three lines on the shelves because we had animated universe classics and uh, movie stuff, and mostly that formula has remained intact since then. There has been like the the kids show airing, the classic line, and movie stuff line.
0: Uh, it's pretty good yeah. assessment. You are correct, sir. there's extra stuff
1: every now and then. You know, bot bots comes in, and then rescue bots came in, and has remained more or less consistent since then. But yeah, three having three lines of
0: Transformers on the shelf at one time was interesting. There was actually uh, I, more than that. Oh yeah, we Transformers crossovers started in 2008. You're right. With Star big, Wars and Marvel. Big deal. Are you right? And you sometimes I would see those toys not in the Transformers section. They would be in the other toy line section. section. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. It, it, I don't know what teams made those, but it definitely wasn't like the A-listers at Takarotomi. Like those were kind no, of. There were, you know, I have seen some cool customs, though, out of some of those. Like, because I'm like, oh, man, what mold is that? I'm like, oh, that's like the Hulk tank or yeah. Spider-Man. So, like, I skipped all that stuff. Man. Yeah, I skipped all that stuff too.
2: I mean, the but, Star know, Wars. I don't of, know. I I liked the Star Wars ones. I mean, the vehicles were were spot on. The the robots obviously were, you know, kind of weird. But yeah, they're all right. I don't know.
1: I I liked them collecting collecting three lines was proving difficult <laughs> for me with my first job, but that was okay because you know, deluxes were ten bucks. And a lot of times, deluxes were seven bucks at Walmart. So you can go there and pick up pretty much anything you wanted for seven, seven dollars.
2: Can you imagine?
1: No, I cannot. But I remember. That was just so bizarre. And the animated wrapped up far, far too soon, and we got uh, *Revenge of the Fallen* coming in. That's at the end of the decade. We were we were talking about you know mid two thousand stuff, and I guess we're kind of. Headed toward the end of the decade, but Revenge of the Fallen was next.
2: Yeah. W- wish we could probably uh, discuss that on another show. We don't, uh, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, what have we missed from the mid 2000s era?
0: Um. Well, we didn't talk about all the Japanese stuff, but like the crossovers. Crossovers was a big one. The encore, I mean, we talked about reissues on yeah. not yeah, not we long ago, about but that like.
2: Pretty recently.
0: Yeah, but like that's where. Uh, a whole new line of reissues came out based on the hype from the movie. They wanted to, you know, in Japan, they wanted to re you know, make money off the old toys. We mentioned Titanium. Robot Heroes came out around this time. Music label came out around this time. Uh,
1: the Tomy merger happened around that time.
0: Correct. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a date on that. But like there's some Beast Wars stuff that happened. Beast Wars Beast
1: Anniversary stuff. Beast
0: Wars, yeah, Beast Wars Tenth yeah, Anniversary, Beast Wars Reborn, um, Telemoca, Hybrid style in Japan. Those were honestly, I love those. I lo- I wish that that was like master. It, those were essentially masterpiece, but rebranded into like something a little more like modely in a way. But I love mm, those hybrid yeah. style toys, even though there's only a few of them that came out. They were really, I feel like that. This is just me talking on my ass, but like that hybrid style Optimus Prime is what led to MP10, in my opinion. Like they, they took tricks. they There's things that that toy did better than MP01, but it was at a different size. And they're like, we need to do this big. And that's what I think, you know. There's some analogs there. A tactics we forgot to talk about. Good old the tactics.
1: Tactics, wow.
0: Yeah, robot masters. I like that line a lot. That's a Japan only. Um, Beast Wars returns actually came out in the mid two thousands as well.
1: Yeah, that was the finally getting released Beast Machines line in Japan.
0: Yeah. Um, Built to rule, everyone's favorite. You know, le- pre-Creo Lego crap,
1: Creo whatever nonsense. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's that's pretty much it, dog. We hit hit 'em all. Did I say Revel Because like there there were some. We did not Rebel- say Revel but
1: yeah, yeah that, that did happen. Yeah.
0: Most people don't consider that a Transformers line, but you know, it's a, it's a bigger line that had lots of licenses and um, that was like. Those were non-transforming transformers, so there was talk about those at the time. Did I mention music label?
1: Yeah, you did. You did mention music label. I did
0: okay and, and device sports label. label.
1: I'll throw sports those in there label. Too. Sports label. Ooh,
0: the shoes. those are actually really valuable now. I'm sure they are. Yeah, that's it. I mean, just rattling off a bunch of toy lines people probably remember or forgot. So. Alternity, s- alternative forgot about that one too, which is...
1: If anyone out there is selling in a tactics landquake, hit me up. That'd be my first tactics figure. There's know.
0: a lot of fish in the sea, Christian.
1: I, I like landquake, he's a cool dude. Only other major thing I can think of that, that we haven't specifically mentioned was that in two thousand five, the botcon license went over to Funpub and that changed the fan club landscape for a really long time.
0: Yeah, it's timelines, right? They they, they, they uh, the number of
1: botcon figures went way up from two to like a dozen and then like more, and there were also club toys that you had to buy, and you got a subscription figure every year, and they built a combiner over the first five Years, which took forever then, now it doesn't did. seem like such a big deal.
0: And it's, uh, it's, it was named after a sex toy.
1: It was unfortunate.
0: Because they did not, under- do you know, did you know that one, Lucas? You want to talk about controversy? No, really? no, that was, didn't
1: actually. that was a scandal. It
0: was called, it was oh. called Nex- the combined figure was called Nexus Maximus.
1: Why was it called that book? Do you remember?
0: Because it was the Nexus of the, I don't know. Because all the Energon combiners were something Maximus, and he was, like, from the Even though we all converged.
1: We knew a long time that that character was going to be one of the 13. Hasbro didn't want a licensee to use the name Prime. Mm -hmm. That was the deal. So (laughs) he wasn't going to be Nexus Prime, he was Nexus Maximus. And then um, we found out what, Paul?
0: Well, you know, a quick... You're like, oh, Nexus Maximus. I, I wonder if anyone's selling it. I might put that in Google. Well, guess what? The top this is where. This is why SEO is something you got to pay attention to, folks. The first uh, hit for Nexus Maximus was a giant translucent dildo, sex toy. It was the Nexus Maximus, the ultimate level of pleasure.
2: Right, there, you go.
0: So it was clear, just like the toy. <laughs> true i i don't know but it, they then they had then they changed it to, to nexus they prime it changed it to nexus prime
1: <laughs> immediately after that like the same day it, uh, the, the copy for the instructions didn't change or
0: anything but he was
1: ever since known as nexus prime
2: that's funny
0: so branding 101 folks
2: there there you go. <laughs> got to google that first
0: without searching
1: that was the downfall of Hasbro copywriting that day.
0: They needed an expert like you. Damn. They just didn't know.
1: Yep. Yeah, that, there was a lot of weird stuff with Fun Pub, but a lot of good stuff, too. That, that's probably its own episode later, too. But yeah. It, yeah. it was a big deal for it to switch over. And the, the conventions became less underground and more corporate, which was cool and not cool and cool. At the same time,
0: I think it was cool.
1: I think it was cool too. Two thousand five was my first one.
0: I like. I I prefer professionalism to uh, scrappy I, dappy do.
1: I agree. <laughs> Not everyone agrees with us, but I agree with that.
0: Uh, that's yeah. cool. I I like it when people don't agree with me. <laughs> so Lucas, I mean, I know you've been into Transformers for a while, but when you hear some of these stories, like, are they? Fun to hear. Are you? Do you know that they're coming, or do you like? Are you learning? Do you learn stuff when we have this banter back and forth?
2: Oh no! I mean, some of the stuff like you know, I didn't go to the Botcon stuff, so I mean, that's always interesting and whatnot uh, as well. So, um, you know, with the movie toys, for me, you know, I started my my relationship of buying a bunch of movie toys and then going, "What the hell am I doing with my life?" and selling them all or giving them away, or whatever. So. Yeah, that was my, my experience mainly for, with, or has always been my experience with movie toys, you know, where they they do not stay long in my collection just because that's not, it's not the core of, of what I personally collect. Um, but then, you know, obviously when you see all this Transformers stuff on your shelf, on the shelves, like at, you know, Toys R Us or Walmart or wherever, you know, you're like, oh, hey, it's a new Transformers toy. I want to go check it out. So... You do and and all that, but uh, but yeah, no. I mean, back then I was not in you know in the fandom the same way that uh, that you guys were. So it's always interesting to hear these kind of stories.
0: Well, I I, I just wonder like if the viewer. Knows about Nexus Maximus, for instance. If that's like, ooh, I learned that on the TFYLP podcast. Well, right. I mean, it's still documented on TF
1: Wiki, but is everyone just like reading random pages of TF Wiki all the time?
2: Right. I knew about the combiner just because, like, I I think I've actually picked up some of those pieces just over the over the years, but I didn't know the story about Nexus Maximus though. More you know. So there you go. Could have, yeah, could like have the been a day, KISS
0: player's toy.
2: The day it was announced,
1: uh, the top search result stopped being that the dildo, but uh,
0: <laughs> for the, first, the, da- the damage was done. The damage was done.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. All, all the nerds pushed that down. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was I think they it was made some amazing. sales,
0: too.
1: I bet they did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was, was cool. I mean, it, Paul it was cool to learn that you saw the same MP3 for the first time that I did. That's pretty cool.
2: It
0: is, yeah. What did a you,
1: random thing.
0: Did you go to the the theater to watch the film?
1: No, not that year.
0: Oh man, I was so excited to see that. Like in, I had never. I don't think I'd ever seen it in the theater. And the
1: Transformers the movie, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and I left. I left work and drove down there from Chicago and had no idea how to do botcon i was just like do you just show up do you got to pay what do you do and i knew where the theater was and just walked into the theater and they were and like bought some popcorn and walked in and like no one was checking badges or anything and like they showed it and i was just loving it it was cool and then i went to the show and got my um uh, whatever I, I paid to get in and and I, but i didn't have like a pre pre prepaid pass or anything i had no idea how any of that worked but but yeah i had to drive was... all the way from chicago and i got there just before it started and got in wow. there like just like drove right up to the freaking theater and like ran in and like i didn't didn't know anyone i was just there it was a whole new world
1: School it was my second show but yeah it was still really cool.
2: That's, that's cool. My dad and
1: I drove drove to... Le- it was in Lexington, Kentucky. My dad and I drove there from Charlotte over the mountains. Long drive. Which probably just
0: as long for you. It's crazy to think like... I probably now know like 50 to 100 people that were in that room. That I...
1: Yeah, I- that time I didn't know about either. I was a child. So I wasn't really super <laughs> involved.
0: Yeah, crazy. This thing's... Changed so much. Just,
2: um, how did you even find out about the show, then, Paul? Like, if you didn't know how it oh, ran and oh, all that, like,
0: okay, was, I knew what Botcon was. Okay, sure. like, let, let's let's like let's take it a step back. I just had never been to one, and hmm. I had. Well, I, I guess I went to OFTCC in two thousand three because I happened to be in Chicago for a job interview, and on and I realized that, and so on the way out. I knew. I realized, hey, I can drive on the way back to Iowa. I can go to this convention center out here, and I can go to this show.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I, I I walked the sales floor there, but I didn't really like go to that
2: one.
0: Right. Um, I was there for maybe like two hours, you know. Right. And so I knew about it for. I'd known about it forever, but I'd never had like the gusto to like go. Like it never thought yeah. to me. I was like, oh, that's just something cool that. The people do, but not me. I don't go to that. Not like I didn't want to. I was just like, I don't know how. You know, like yeah. I never had someone to go with or anything. And so it was on my birthday and I wanted to see the movie, the restored movie in the theater. So I went to that. You know, like it was on, it, it just was a trip. Yeah. So. But, yeah, I had no idea. I knew people had badges. I like actually tried to make like a fake badge. Because I I worked in graphic design or in the design department at a record label at the time, and the morning I left was Friday morning, so people had already been there the night before, and I was seeing photos on Sabertron.com, and I saw people with badges, and I was like trying to like make a facsimile badge. (laughs) It was so bad. Like, I'm outing outing myself as a real skis bag. It's just I just didn't understand how it worked,
2: Uh and I wanted to
0: be able to get into stuff and... It seemed very expensive at the time. Like, I didn't think it was worth it. Now I understand it all, so I have bought I mean, it
2: was expensive.
0: And I didn't really want any of the toys, so... Like, the Death... It was Deathsaurus. The Deathsaurus timeline set, right? No, it was the pre-Beast Wars set in 2006. <laughs> well, I should have bought that one.
1: <laughs> in fact, I later sold those toys for a down payment on a car.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what I did want. I wanted Megatron and Waspinator, and they sold out at the show. They did. Yeah, so that, you know that was kind of new, all new to me. Yeah, it was a year before with the Death Source set, and that did not yes. sell. Out.
1: It did not sell out. They they finally got rid of them all in two thousand eight when they sold out of Grass They sold two thousand five sets. But yeah, I held on to the preview store stuff for ten years. And uh, sold it to put a down payment
0: on a car. That, that's awesome. You know, that's yeah. that's amazing. You know, that's like the power of Transformers. And we didn't really, we did mention the FunPub stuff, but like it really took off, you know, like the, so, the seeds they sowed back then, like made the BotCon toys, like really something you had to have. Like if you were a hardcore collector, you had to have some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like the 2007 set was j- like broke the fandom for a, a good a five years. Time. Three it just, years. Just broke them.
1: We we got re- we got a retail Thundercracker in 2010, but yeah, for three years, broken.
0: It was great. <laughs> it was awesome. A time. All right, that's it, but it, I love I yeah. loved all this. I love this era. You know, yeah. I love every era. All right.
1: It felt like everything was so charged, like positively charged. Right. There were negative elements and people yelling about stuff, but like everything was new and exciting then. Whereas now, you know, we, we see stuff and we get exclusive. We're like, Oh yeah, that's cool. And then we move on to the next thing. But back then it was like, wow, everything's new.
2: Right. right. And, and back then, like we, we didn't have all the history that we do. I mean, there was history, but it's just not the same. So,
0: right, yeah, things that have become commonplace were like trailblazed right. in this right. period of time. Right. We're still feeling the reverberate. The gravity waves are still emanating from this time oh, yeah. period. So. so,
2: all right. Well, thanks guys for joining me tonight. Um, it was a lot of fun uh, discussing this stuff. So. Thanks um, for letting us go down memory lane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I usually,
0: I hate memory lane on podcasts, but you know, that seemed like the proper topic.
2: So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was nice. So anyway, but, uh, but thank you guys. Uh, thanks to everyone. And um, yeah, th- we'll see. I'm not sure there should be some microcasters potentially while I'm out on vacation as well. We'll see what happens, but I, I don't know, but, uh, but yeah. So, but, uh, but, yeah, thanks, thanks everyone, and uh, we'll, we'll see you.
0: This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of tftalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at tfylp.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another
2: TFYLP.